Welcome back to Moving the Chains with Ajay, Max, and Noah. Today, we're going to be doing a couple segments. We're going to start off with sports business and then move into college football. So I'm going to jump right into it, into sports business. We're going straight to pickleball. The new Major League Pickleball Association, or whatever, has been going crazy in these past couple months. We had not heard of it a month and a half ago, and now celebrities are investing in it like crazy. Kevin Durant is the most recent celebrity investor, which brings the number of celebrity investors up to 35, which is crazy, but it's kind of cool. Yeah, I mean, pickleball, you love to see when uh, new sports are getting invested too. And as I said, athletes want to invest in sports. They want to invest in things yeah. they're interested in. So obviously these athletes, if they see a sport that's on the rise, they're going to invest in it. So just it's, it's a good business move for these guys because they don't, they of course investing money, investing to make more money, but they want to do something that entertains them, something that interests them. So I guess pickleball is a good choice. We saw Tom Brady do it, we saw LeBron do it. Saw Drew Brees do it, and I, obviously there's way more athletes I've just not mentioned right now. Speaking of sports on the rise, the MLB has drawn their best audience since 2017 this past weekend. That means in-person and viewership audience. This is crazy. The, they had a surge a couple weeks ago, and it's continuing to go up. This is impressive, and it ties into other sports engagements throughout pro sports leagues recently as more and more people are tuning into sports. Yeah, I mean, the MLB has been always been trying to, like, modernize their sport to appeal more to younger audiences. So maybe that this is a sign that it's working. What do you think, Noah? I think that it is working, and it's just also very exciting to see these good games that are, okay, well... For, well, for us, it's more entertaining yeah. this year because of the Mariners. Yeah, well, I've never been so interested in but playoff But honestly, baseball. that could help because I you watch- add a whole other fan base when the Mariners come in because, I mean, I don't know, that... Could, that could help because Mariners have not been in the playoffs for a really long time. I had never watched a full baseball game, and I watched 18 innings of Mariners baseball. <laughs> That's crazy. So yeah. I am one of the new You watched two full games? Viewerships. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. See, it's a, it, it does add it's new viewership when there's new teams in there. It's awesome. I was interested. Cool. It was fun. Okay, moving on to our next and final story. Back in July, USC and UCLA announced that they will be leaving the Pac-12 and joining the Big Ten. There was no controversy around it at the time, but now some is sparking. And the UC schools are trying to pull UCLA back in. They can't do much about USC because it's a private school, but UCLA, UCLA since it's public, is getting some flack for it. Ajay, yeah, Noah, I what mean- do you guys think? I mean, for context of controversy, obviously this controversy wasn't happening. The only controversy was like, what do you mean about, like, what what about boys tennis at USC? Are they going to travel all the way to New Jersey to play Rutgers in a tennis match? Like, what is that? That's such a joke. Yeah, that was an argument that that it would affect the student athletes' mental health because they're going to have to travel across the country every single weekend. Yeah, and then are the tennis teams going to get chartered flights like the basketball and football teams are going to get, or are they going to have to fly commercial all the way to New Jersey every weekend? Like, this is, is, like, a huge problem. I only see the USC and UCLA thing working if they get able to bring in other West Coast teams, and those other West Coast teams would be Washington and Oregon. But going back to the UC school of Regents, or I forget the name, I think it's something like that, but UCLA is associated with UC Berkeley. And UCLA leaving for the Big Ten is really screwing over UC Berkeley and West Coast sports in general. They're just screwing over West Coast sports in general. So the UC school, UC public system, Gavin Newsom, wanted UCLA to stay. And I don't know if they have, I don't know how the power dynamic works between those two two programs, but I feel like the California college system is going to be able to uh, restrict UCLA removing the Pac-12, which would mess up a lot of things for the Big Ten because they would only have one West Coast team, and that just makes no sense of one West Coast team. Right, and also USC. If they don't have UCLA, it's just going to be a horrible move because they're going to be the only team. And they're always going to be traveling. 
It just, it's just overall, like a it just seems like a messy situation. It, yeah, it seems like a messy situation, exactly. And I hope it doesn't go through. Yeah, I hope but it doesn't. But USC, like you said, they're a private school, so they're going to be gone. Which exactly. There's sucks. a chance that they back out of it because they've realized how dumb them, how like illogical. But like, how well, but they must the, have been thinking about this and just thought about. Yeah, it. But they're yeah. also getting hella more yeah. money, so it's like. I do think going to the Big Ten it would kind of mess up the Pac-12, and I wouldn't love that. But I, I think what this is is it's a money move. It's a football move. This is nothing more than simply football. Like this doesn't benefit anyone else. It is. How, it, it is a football move. It's, exactly. It's outrageous, exactly and move. they're taking the rest of the school with them. It's selfish. It's selfish. It is selfish. Well, that's just capitalism. I sound like that's, not <laughs> <laughs> that's capitalism. <laughs> it's capitalism. I don't usually, here. I don't usually talk like that, but like. It's just like people are money hungry and they're gonna follow where the money is and obviously they're not in. Obviously that's a, that's also a fat fault of the Pac-12. The Pac-12 hasn't been able to supply, have, we, haven't had big enough contract yeah, for these LA schools. We have schools. seen that a lot in college and pro sports that all these leagues and teams are money hungry and it's crazy. We saw it with Amazon taking over a lot of the NFL football we games. We saw Texas and Oklahoma leaving the Big 12 for SEC. So yeah, it's true. Thing. Everyone's true. money hungry. But yeah. like the worst case scenario is this happens. What about this? What if this happens? Oregon, uh, UCLA is restricted from saying they stay in the Pac-12, and then Big Ten's like, oh, we gotta look for more Pac, uh, more West Coast teams that complement USC. And they're like, oh, Washington, Oregon, and Stanford, come on in. And then UCLA gets screwed, UC Berkeley gets screwed, but they can't do anything because that's why not a UC school. Why would we do that? I don't understand. No, why Washington you... would do that in a second. Oregon could do it. Washington, Oregon, Oregon would do it. Could Oregon is the money. Would yeah, do the it. money. Yeah. Oregon, yeah. Phil Knight would for sure that Oregon is more likely to leave than Washington. That's for sure. Yeah, you're right. So like it's, I would I, hope that these teams would have a little bit of loyalty to the Pac-12. Yeah, I don't know. It's just like it's a, it's a messy situation because I feel like that's what would happen if UCLA stay. My dream is that UCLA gets restricted. They have to stay. USC is gone. Sure, I don't care. And we replace our 12th team with San Diego State. San Diego State's a quality sports program. Obviously not the level USC, but with San Diego State in that 12th spot, there's still another sports program that's vying for uh, Pac-12 yeah. championships, and you still have a 12-team conference that is on the West Coast. It's still kind of the same thing, just without part of the L.A. market. Talking about UCLA and talking about the Pac-12, let's move into this weekend's game. We have Oregon versus UCLA, number 9 versus number 10. It's a big game this weekend. Yeah, I mean, Oregon has been really good this year besides Georgia, and UCLA has been good all year. Oregon really isn't that battle-tested. I mean, in wins, obviously, they (laughs) played Georgia. That's battle-testing. But they beat Washington State, which was their best win, but they... Washington State choked that. Like, that was such a... I don't know how organized, that was, to be honest. It was, a it was such a weird win. And then UCLA, they're coming off wins off of Washington, which obviously they're not ranked anymore, but still a good team. And Utah, those are two very good wins. So UCLA has obviously proved themselves. Oregon has proved themselves by winning five uh, five in a row. Yeah, yep. five in a row. Yeah. So UCLA is still undefeated. It's going to be a great matchup, but I do think that UCLA is going to get their first loss this week to Oregon. I think it's going to be a great matchup. But I could see it going either way, but... I'm taking I'm taking Oregon this week, and we also have Washington playing this week, coming out of a slump, winning last week. Yeah, Cal, Washington, they're five and two right now, trying to go six and two. They've struggled with Cal in the past, but Cal just lost to Oregon in Colorado, so it's like yeah, Cal's coming off a really bad loss. But so hopefully they're not trying to. We can do uh, predictions for both games all at the same time. So before we do that, I'm going to say one thing about UCLA. I just think that Oregon. Hasn't had a good win this year, and I don't think they've proved they're that good of a team. Well, okay. UCLA, I feel like they have proved they are a very good team. Dorian Thompson Robinson has proved he's a really good quarterback. Bo Nix has kind of proved he's a good quarterback. But I think the difference between these two teams is that UCLA has taken a huge step up with their defense. Oregon's defense has kind of been average. 
So I feel like that's kind of the difference. Obviously, I'm a Washington fan. I hate Oregon. I'm always going to hate Oregon. And I don't really have a bias against U- UCLA. I like UCLA. I like Chip Kelly. And I don't really like Dan Lanning. All right, let's so hear I'm the gonna prediction. Go, I'm going to go with UCLA and Washington winning. UCLA is going to win 27-20. to 20. Washington's going to win 42-27. to 27. All right, I'm going with UW winning 28-23. to 23, And I'm also going to take Oregon winning 13-7. to 7. That's my prediction. Okay. Very low score. Okay. score. Thirteen to seven. <laughs> no, no. That might be your lowest scoring pick of the year. No, okay, weird. I have Washington <laughs> winning thirty-five to seventeen. And a little fun fact about UCLA versus Oregon: Chip Kelly used to coach at Oregon. He almost brought them a national championship a couple of times. That's true. So I wonder if he knows something, and we'll, see. we'll try to use it against him. But of course, I'm an Oregon fan. My dad went there. I've grown up with Oregon. I'm trying to go to game day this weekend. I hope I can do it. Thank anyway, you. Oregon is beating UCLA. It's going to be <laughs> a little bit higher scoring than <laughs> Noah thinks. I think it's going to be 24 to 21. Yeah, well, that's it for moving the chains with Ajay, Noah, and Max. Keep keep on listening to our show on 88.9 The Bridge, Thursday the 6th, and here on Spotify.